Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 4,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 110 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv. What's up, y'all? It's Jeff Cobb, and you're listening to Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show on Social Suplex Podcast Network. You're listening to the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Thank you once again for downloading and listening to another episode of the show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network, where you can use that specific Social Suplex promo code to go on to promo... God almighty! That's been a while. To go on to powerslam.tv, put in that promo code Social Suplex and get over 4,000 hours of independent wrestling free for one month, straight to the device of your choice. My name is Clive. I've had a horrendous hour or so, having severe laptop issues. Everything seems to be on board right now. Hopefully that continues. And I'm joined by my ever, ever calm and ever calming co-host, Ricky. Good evening, sir. Good evening, how are you? Oh, don't ask. Do not ask me. (laughs) I already know. (laughs) I already know how you are. So because of all this carry on, it's a bit later than normal tonight that we're starting. It might not be the longest of shows, but we'll give you some entertainment over the next couple of, couple, uh, the next few sets of 10 minutes or so. That's <laughs> all right, I'm up at 4am over time anyway, for work, uh, going away for a couple of days, so yep. I don't, even know, I don't even know where to begin anymore. Uh, where to start? So, well, I completed my first round of golf today. And what was your? So it was a seventy-two, right? So what was your eventual score? Well, no, it was just we just done um, it was just nine holes, so we just done nine. Um, I don't actually know what par was to be honest, but um, I did. I bogeyed a par par five and I bogeyed two par threes, and I was rather pleased with myself. Good. Uh, what about the other holes? Ah, uh, it's, it's it's fine. We don't need to talk about the other holes. <laughs> so you're closer to Tiger Alley Singh than you are Tiger Woods, then? Yep. No profiling at all involved in that answer. None whatsoever. Right. So we have. I can hear some crackling in this audio. I'm not even going to bother trying to figure out where it's coming from. I'm stressed up to my eyeballs, so you'll just have to imagine it's a wee roaring fire in the background or something this week. Right, so, this week, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, we have another episode of the listeners' questions. We had we put out a, a call for arms, call to arms on Twitter earlier, and we got a few questions based on all the things that are going on in and around WWE at the moment. I'm just going to get tore right in. And I'm going to go in order of what appears first on the Twitter timeline. And that is from our friend at Outsider Kervin, Carl, Carlton Rood, which he's calling himself at the moment. He has two questions. Right. Number one, Ricky, when will we finally get to see his dream match of Jinder Mahal versus Brock Lesnar? Never. It's possible, because a, a certain... Well... If, right, it is possible because Brock Lesnar has retired from MMA apparently but it's also could be done with the old wrestling that would be that would be beautiful news wouldn't mind if Jinder Mahal was done with the old wrestling as well but that's another that's another story for another day um, but if he was to come back 
if it was more leaning towards full-time schedule than part-time schedule. And we've got the Fox deal, Jinder Mahal's on SmackDown, Brock Lesnar may end up on SmackDown. The chances of that happening have increased ever so slightly. Yeah, uh, but a lot of may and ifs and some doubts there. There are. Uh, this one will open up people will be throwing their headsets down from Carl again why is Lacey Evans absolutely destroying Becky Douchebelts on the mic and on Twitter do you have a response to that one uh, Ricky not really <laughs> although like, I can't give like a I was never ever the biggest Becky fan anyway so you know you're used to her garbage that she spouts. Yeah, I'll just leave it at that. Her hashtag talks mass. I mean, at the end of the day, people are taking sides with who they think's doing better promos. They have very contrasting styles, um, both on Twitter and on the microphone. I think it's interesting seeing Becky deal with someone who's like diametrically opposed to her as far as ideals and life go. This whole the man versus the lady, that that story writes itself. But I've not seen a lot of TV the last couple of weeks, I will be honest. I have seen some of the Twitter exchanges. I've laughed. I've cried. I've thought, here's some more toxic masculinity from everyone's favourite Irish scumbag. <laughs> Um, she's a bully, but so is so is Lacey Evans. So they yeah. they work well together. Yeah, I said I'm I'm not the biggest Becky fan, but I acknowledge it. You know, she's been a fucking superstar for the last sort of six seven months. But yeah, I don't really have to answer that question. <laughs> Carlo will be over the moon. I mean, I don't know. It's just that. Moving on. Yeah. I see you don't have a phone on your person right now, so do you want me to just hammer the questions out? You do have the phone on your person. I do, but I'm watching watching football on it at the same time, so Okay. feel free to start hammer through the questions. Thanks for your contribution to the cause. Well, I'm actually I'm here on the podcast and I'm answering these questions. I feel like that's, that's more than playing my part. Okay. This question comes from another friend of the show. Uh, it's Ray Cash, R E Y as in Mysterio, C S S C A S H as in Johnny. C A S. I've just butchered that again. C A S H as in Johnny. Right. Controversy aside, do you think Johnny? Aye, Johnny Cash. It's a different meaning over here. It does. Uh, controversy aside do you think the Saudi Arabia shows are a good answer and medium for the part time issue that I so furiously hate as in me Clive uh, on you go well I remember I feel like Rance was on the show remember when we discussed if you had like a part time sort of legends scene slash tour slash show or whatever this was quite a while ago that we spoke about that um, yeah I think it would be let's uh, say putting the controversy and the political issue etc to one side if you would have potentially these shows outside of North America or outside the US and you could bring in some of these legends and stuff I don't think people would mind as much but the counter argument to that is rather than showcasing these guys who are not going to be here in a year or two or no, can no longer perform at a high level why wouldn't you roll out some of your current stars mm-hmm. and look to but I think the problem with that is that um, I mean outside of who Roman that's it full time guys you know, there aren't many like what you would call properly big superstars, um, uh-huh. and I guess that opens up a whole different question: is oh, well, why do they not? Why are they not pushing other people? But just go stick to strictly to what Rance was saying. Yeah, it could work. It could work. I suppose the only problem there again, like I say, is if you ignore everything else. But 
how do you build these shows up then? Well, in order to build the shows up, they would need TV time. Mm-hmm. And then that leads into the other argument. We're now giving TV time to 50, 55, 60-year-olds, guys who are completely over the hill, done, over current stars. Now, I I could probably argue in, in, in a three-hour show, I think it's fine to give up 15, 20 minutes. Um, but in my mind, those 15 or 20 minutes could be better used than giving it to those guys. Mm-hmm. But strictly for this question, it, it, it was a, a formula that could work. Um, that says it's not going to appeal to your fans like us and everyone else that we know of. But if this is strictly to bring in casual fans or bring maybe bring not so much bring people back, but mostly your casual fans. Um, it, it, it could work. It could work. Mm-hmm. Uh, from a personal and selfish point of view, I'm all for it. If they were all pigeonholed into these Saudi Arabia shows, like we had the Brothers of Destruction versus DX last time, and the match that's been announced is Goldberg Kane, no, Goldberg Undertaker and Brock Lesnar. Is that right? Has that been announced? Um, I don't know exactly. I mean, I don't think it has. I know that Goldberg has, and. Yep. I have no interest in seeing him in the current product, so... And I think I think they did say Lesnar will be there and Taker will be there, but I don't think they've said anything else unless I've just not seen it. Uh-huh. Well, personally, I'm all for it. I mean, as I said before, I didn't watch them not out of um, protest as such. It was just a case of the first time I'd lost my house keys when it was on, so there was a bit of a panic attack on my end and the second time I can't remember why I didn't watch it but looking back at the you card you love a good old panic oh I, oh, you know I do love a good old panic panic and skywalker that's my name uh, did that pop the wife <laughs> yep the wife popped for that one <laughs> um, and this time uh, the 7th of May as far as I'm aware, the wife and I are going to see X-Men Dark Phoenix that night, so I've already got my Friday night sorted. Wait, it's next week? June the 7th, sorry. I was going to say. Ah, it's June the 7th. That's because it's Ramadan next week, so I don't think you're going to get very many people turning out for the show. Oh, that's right, it's Ramadan as well. Yeah, that... So folks, just while we're talking about it, I may not be on for the next four weeks, we'll see. I have next week covered regardless. It was actually going to be the topic of the show, but due to Ricky's commitments, we changed tact and I've got a plan for next week's show, which will become apparent in the quiz later on tonight. Um, So I'm going to see X-Men. If this is going to be another greatest Royal Rumble, I'm not a big fan of the Rumble matches in the first place. I don't want to see one where there are 50 people involved. Half of them are dinosaurs and half of them are fake Yokozunas so I'm not going to miss that, I've got the part timers it's a show I can easily miss for the most part it won't affect canon too much so Rance bring it on, get all the part timers, send them over to get their blood money and we can all go home happy or we can all go to the cinema happy instead next question were you going to say something there? No, just uh, I, I agree <laughs> um, not seeing these shows don't really care um, I wasn't interested in the last show I had very little interest in the first one um, yeah so whatever like I don't ever expect something big to happen on these shows anyway so I know I can miss it and I'm not protesting or anything it's just that I've said like we said before if I've got no interest in it, I'm not even going to bother watching it, mm-hmm. just because I just have no interest in it whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, this is from uh, our NXT UK tapings companion for the evening, Murray. Uh, Muzza underscore 44. He's got a couple of questions. And newest addition to the Social Suplex podcast. Yes, he's doing some New Japan preview and prediction columns. Check them out at socialsuplex.com where you can also subscribe to those columns as well as the podcasts by pressing the subscribe button and they'll go directly into your email inbox. 
Nice. Now, nice. I know. Now I don't need to remember that later on. Fantastic. Um, a few questions. The, the quote-unquote non-serious... Jeremy, Jeremy must hate you when it comes to the plugs. <laughs> I, I make up for it with the jokes, though. Oh, yeah, I'm sure he appreciates that. We all do. Yeah. Uh, this is a non-serious question. Is the Joe Coffee prayer finally finished? It's not yet. I do have the opener. Uh, but I'm still working on it and when it becomes available it will be a Patreon exclusive I might just use Rich Latter's Patreon because I've not got one so I'll ask him to give so me just going to, so we're going to make Rich richer <laughs> uh-huh. uh, well I'll ask him to give me the money maybe he can wrap the prayer for us as well <laughs> uh, serious question with 205 Live losing guys like Cedric Buddy Murphy, Noam Dar. TJP and all the likes over the last few months, Muhammad, uh, Mustafa Ali. Should they? Who should they bring in to replace them? You so that's it? a good question because this could tie into a question we've got later on. But I think that was specifically addressed for you, so you go ahead. I'm not sure they've brought in the the Singh brothers, um, and this was last night, and this was the first match since the first ever episode of 205 Live where Murray re- reminded me that they defeated Drew Gulak and Tony Nice, which was bizarre because that was the main event last night as well. But the Thing Brothers are there. Um, Jack Gallagher and Humberto Carrillo seem to have formed a union of sorts. So these rumours are going to start again with a Cruiserweight Tag Team Championships in the makings. You've got a couple of tag teams there. I'm not sure if the Singh brothers will be a permanent feature. I'm not sure if Jinder Mahal will end up being their manager on the show, which would be... (laughs) (laughs) Dear diary. Um, So it's hard to say. I'm going to come out with a controversial opinion, though. Uh, It's early days. Granted, it's early days. But I don't think Oni Lorcan is a good fit for 205 Live. Why? I've just not been overly impressed with his matches so far. He's got a fantastic style, a really, really good style. I love his... He's basically like a feral dog. And he'll attack anything that moves. His European uppercuts, his blockbusters, his half-and-half suplex, which is reasonably protected on 205 Live. Just the matches with Cedric weren't amazing. Um had a match with Callisto, which was a bit of a botch fest. That wasn't only Lorcan's fault. So maybe it's early days, but it just feels as if it's not... It could be the same as what happened with Carrillo, where there's just not a jail there at the moment. So I'm probably being harsh, and I might get some hate mail for that. So, But I do hope I'm proven wrong, definitely. More hate mail for you. I think Chad Gable would be an excellent fit for 205 Live. Let's face it. Is he getting used? At the moment, I know it's only been a couple of weeks for the superstar shakeup, but no, but it's still early days. It is still early days. He's someone who should be getting pushed. I'm not necessarily saying into the main event scene, but certainly like in the the mid to upper card. Like he, you know, he's he's excellent. Like, like I said, I'm not necessarily like when we always talk about giving someone a push. We don't necessarily always mean just put the title on him. Just like. Feature him, give him some 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 prominent wins. Yeah, the argument in in favour of two hundred five is he wrestles really good matches. This kind of style that I like in my wrestling, and he's getting the odd match. Fair enough, they were tag teams, which worked well. But he's not a tag team anymore. He's not in a tag team. Two hundred five live offers you guaranteed once or twice a month, maybe even three times. You get a ten. You get a 15 to 20 minute match. You've got time to flesh out your matches, lots of time to tell a story throughout the match, and I think he would be excellent at that. Okay, it's not the, the lofty heights of SmackDown Live, but if he wants to be used, then go for it. So the, Chad Gable would be my pick. No more heels, though. We've got enough heels going on over there just now. Um, this question is still from Murray, and it's for you, Ricky. You yep. What do you think WWE have planned for Bray Wyatt with his split personality gimmick? Um, I hope in like a month's time 
of two months that it's not just a case of right we'll just scrap it and we'll just go back to as normal as previous gimmick or we'll come up with something new I think you need to kind of give it time I, I say is it was it last week it's shades of like when Randy Orton was running about kicking people in the head where these moments of anger or when he rage he couldn't control just overcame him and it's same kind of similar to Bray where, where he, the previous character is, is still there <coughs> still trying to bring him back still trying to come out but this new smiling <coughs> happy guy wants to try and keep him at bay keep him away bless me but like I said I think you're going to see that in matches where where he'll come out as the face they turn a little and they might do some heel kind of things before I don't know if it'll eventually turn back to to Bray Wyatt um, and this will tie in with a, with a question we got from Kyle but I'm not entirely sure um, I certainly think like you said you are there definitely is like a split personality thing going on and, and there is a darkness within him that he's trying to keep away but at some point, it's going to come out, and it'll it'll be a case of I think as it starts to come out, he'll do his best to keep it away, and then eventually it will come. It will be coming more and more to the fore, and where he'll no longer be able to keep it. Yeah, and uh, he may return to the Bray character, but I think that's further down the line as he struggles to deal with accepting or or keeping this monster or this evil away. The, there were a couple of telltale signs for me that the split personality won't be that split much longer. I may be reading too much into and giving too much credit to Bray's acting chops, but he didn't seem as hyperactively happy this week. There was just a, a hint of sadness in his eyes. Um, so there's a a potential for a sneezing fit happening any moment so I might disappear and explode he also said near the end if all you want to do to enjoy the Firefly Fun House is let me in and there was a pause and he just looked at the camera for a hesitating, hesitating second I thought aye that's what you're wanting you're wanting us to let you in so you can just swallow us whole so I think it's quite it's, interesting that was an interesting choice of, of words like, so it's kind of like it the clown right so on on the surface of it, taking away his creepy smile, etc. And the stuff he can do stuff. You know, he wants you to accept him. He wants you to come to him. And then, as you have or as you do, like takes over in in the ultimate tries to etc. So it, there's there's similarities there. It's not there's not so much the clown is not so much like this bit of personality. So it's just he's pretending to be to be good to in order for you to be like, oh, it's a clown. I'll go play with him. And to go to him kind of thing uh-huh. um, but yeah um, ultimately I think it will eventually lead to to I don't know if it will be like I say, the old or certainly the evil side will now eventually come out at some point and it will be here to stay here's hoping I'm, it's interesting I'm not put off by what we've seen at all it's been quite interesting definitely needed definitely a good tweak and speaking of tweaks I hope you like that journalism there. Hashtag journalism. Kyle Moores from Outsider's Edge. He also hit us up with a question. Which character tweak has worked better? Bray Wyatt's or Robert Roode's? I'm going to say Bray. I think I'd say Bray because there's been more fleshing out of it so far. Robert Roode just rocked up on the camera with a moustache. That is an epic moustache though. The word the word epics get gets thrown about a lot, but this time it is wholly deserved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would go Bray in yeah, and, and like you said, it is a little tweak because um, I know in that same group, Rance asked, "Do you think it's a tweak or is it like a whole new thing?" And I think it is a tweak as well, like Kyle said, um, partly because at some point that evilness will come back out and like I said he's got that evil side to him or the old brave side to him he's just incorporated this kind of happy smiley new side but eventually 
that is going to be gone mm-hmm. and replaced by I says whether it is what we used to be or it's going to be a kind of a, a different version of what it used to be um, we'll need to wait and see but I wouldn't do it like in the next couple of weeks you know I, I would like to see us like fleshed out and like just not so much dragged out but certainly let it go on for a bit longer as opposed to just suddenly doing it in the next week or two mm-hmm I would say so. Give it time. Give the Robert Rude one some time as well. Oh, I mean, that moustache has quite the charisma about it already. So um, I think it Braves is better, but Robert Rude's is amazing for the... They're both equally excellent for memes, if you're into the whole memes and gifts and stuff like that. So the next question from Rob Ropey. At Rob Ropey, Rab Ropes himself... Will Cena, John Cena, break Ric Flair's record? And when is the right time for him to do so? I'm going to say I don't think he will. So that's my that's my answer for you, Rob. Sorry, it's short and sweet, and it's not a case of hoping that that happens. I just think that Cena's too he is too um, involved in Hollywood at the moment, and he's not really around enough to even flesh out a storyline. So I think it will just be. Equaled and not beaten. That's it. Um, if or when it's always going to be at WrestleMania, because that's what you call a WrestleMania moment. Uh, any other pay per view? Nope. It needs to take place at WrestleMania. Um, and again, I'm not entirely sure it will happen. It ha- it, the only way it will happen in my mind is if Cena can commit to being on television for about two to three months I was going to say the exact same time frame if he can't I don't think it will happen because we're not, we cannot go back to another part time guy and in this occasion this part time guy might actually be around less than Brock ever was yep. so if, Cena, if he can somehow get Cena to commit to like three months or be on TV it will eventually happen if that's the case but if he can't I just don't see <coughs> sorry I just don't see it happening. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Charlotte Flair broke her record before John Cena did. She'll break it eventually. She'll definitely break it at some point. Aye, I can see that happening for sure. Next question. It's kind of a a double-barreled one, so to speak, because it's from two people based around the same person. Um, Sir Sam, Sam Brown from Australia, who will be on the next episode of the Quiz Time Invitational. He has asked for our Dean Ambrose slash John Moxley thoughts, and that ties in with Rich Latter's question. He said, who does John Moxley attack after their match at Double or Nothing, should he show up? Now, that's quite a loaded question, Rich. I'm sure you'll agree with us there. Uh, <laughs> I know you've said, should he show up, but do you? first of all, Ricky, do you think he is all elite bound? It's a work. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> I walked right into I that. have potentially four more weeks of this. I will mention it at every opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, I will die on this hill. It is a work. But um, it is good to see Rich said, should he turn up? Uh-huh. Rich is already having doubts. Now, he, he backed up, say, he, he backtracked saying he might be doing deathmatch at CZW, but no, I think Rich realises it's a work. <laughs> um, no, uh, like, so as first of all, man, I really didn't want to be wrong. I really wanted to be right. That I thought it was a work all along. I felt like I had valid reasons for it. Um, I don't know. Oh, do you know what? He's not going to turn up in AEW. He's going to turn up again in WWE. Is John Moxley? That's my prediction. And the, the Monday after what, double or nothing. If he does, right? Um, it makes sense where he attacks one of three people: Cody, or Omega, or Jericho. So the winner of that match or Cody Rhodes. I don't because. Sorry. Is um, I don't know if this is right. Is Joey Janela? Is he all elite? Oh, I think he is actually. Well, yeah, well, Andy's got the history of a death match. So yeah, maybe. I was thinking that that could be a possibility. <laughs> my, I'm not my, sure. My only thing, my only thinking was right. Now, forget the fact that they're just a brand new company, right? 
So we kind of even when this country when when they created it, we knew eventually Kenny Omega was going to go there. I don't think very many people expect him to end up in WWE. Aye. Jericho, we can expect him if he is going to. He may not be there full time, whatever, but he's certainly going to have some sort of involvement. <clears throat> I don't think any of the signings have been at the point where like, oh my goodness, I didn't see that coming. Was, maybe Jericho was the only one because the rest of them you were kind of thinking, especially with the Bucks, Cody, Page, um, and Omega. You were like, yeah, we expected that to happen. Um, Pack was it was a surprise. Ambrose is the one that kind of makes people sit up and go, oh, right, so Dean Ambrose is away there now. Okay, right. That's a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, me personally, I think he has to attack one of the three, either Cody, Omega, or Jericho, because, like I said, when you bring in a guy of Ambrose's calibre, who's not only one of the best wrestlers in the world, but he's one of the best talkers, he had one of the best gimmicks, he was, you know... But he's, he really is like the total package. Um, plus, he has this this name brand as well. You want to come in and make the biggest possible impact. Uh-huh. So, it doesn't get any bigger than either getting attacking Cody, Omega, or Jericho. It, it just doesn't, in my mind. Um, and even if it was... Like someone like Omega or Naito or Okada, whoever coming to WWE, for instance, you want him to go out and attack the highest profile guy that could possibly attack because you want that massive signature statement. You want that first moment, that first impression. And in what bigger statement can you make by going after Jericho or Omega or whoever? So for me, whoever you decide at the three is the bigger of the three or is going to have the most impact that's who he goes after and for me it has to only be those um, because like I say is you kind of want to make a massive statement yeah. straight out the gate with regards to do I think it's a work or not I'm not sure I mean Rob had brought up some good points earlier saying that it's pretty unprecedented pretty unprecedented for WWE to go all out with regards to someone's exit from the company unless they're retiring we saw it happen with CM Punk at the Money in the Bank 2011 but he came back so there is that it's just I don't know anymore I'm not I'm going to sit not so much sitting in the fence I've not really committed to a specific answer however let's for talking sake say that he has left and to specifically answer Sir Sam's point the thoughts on Dean Ambrose, because I don't think we've talked much about it. One of my favourites over the last few years, he has had some dodgy booking. Hasn't everyone though? Do you know what I mean? It's not as if he's the only. It's not as if he's a special case. Featured regularly, um, even with his injury, he still clocked up the most matches over a certain couple of years than more most of the roster. I am. Um, I'll be gutted to see him. To, quick, to quickly to the talk, what you say is there's a difference between I don't know someone like Dolph Ziggler complaining about dodgy booking than there is someone like Dean Ambrose. Like I like Dolph, Dolph's been great, but there's a difference between Dean Ambrose and Dolph Ziggler. Dolph Ziggler shouldn't really ever bitch and complain where he's booked. Dean Ambrose, for me, should. Right. He's, he's just that much better. He's so much better. He's that much of a star, bigger star. That, like I understand, people are going to be annoyed about booking, but if if you're being featured on a week on a show week in week out, that's all well and good. But certain people in the company deserve more than just being having a spotlight on them, like in certain programs every week. They deserve to be truly elevated, and Ambrose is one of those ones. Well, I mean, he was elevated, though. But he also had to deal with a lot of shit. The Roman Reigns stuff? Not even the Roman Reigns stuff, like... Like, even... Like, some of the stuff they started doing with the Seth thing, I wasn't a fan of that whole coming out in the gas masks, gas masks with the whole germ thing. The germ, uh, The germophobia made no sense... 
what I wasn't at all. a big fan of that. Um, he's, it made his music amazing, though. <laughs> so, uh, he's had, like, I know, but no, um, when when he turned on Seth when he did, I didn't have any complaints about that. But uh, you remember he done that sort of documentary of him coming back and you can mm-hmm. when he was talking and stuff like that's who he that's his character that's, that was someone who knew what direction he wanted to go and who they were as a character who, who their gimmick was what they were portraying and like I say for me bottom line it does just come back to if people are going to be talking about booking like I say I feel like people like Dolph and Bobby Lashley and etc etc you know, if you want to complain about booking, that's all well and good. But when someone like Dean Ambrose or a Seth Rollins or a Roman Reigns or an AJ Styles or Daniel Bryan, if they complain about the booking, I kind of think you need to listen to them because they're completely different calibre of wrestlers than the ones I've just mentioned yeah. and, and st- superstars. Which would lend credence to him getting quite a big deal, quite a big spotlight should he go to AEW. I'm not sure what he'll do. It could be anywhere. We'll just need to wait and see what happens with that. Um, I think... I know we... Especially me, where it's just always been like, oh, it's a work, it's, you know, it's a work, blah, blah, blah. Um, in all, all seriousness, I genuinely thought it was a work from the start. <laughs> um, because, like Rob says, and I say at the time, like, when did you ever see them doing the kind of things that they've done? announced it beforehand, wished them well and now what they've done with the whole documentary thing with the Shield and Ambrose's last match etc, the Shield's last match um, and I know some people are going to say well after the whole CM Punk thing it kind of had some sugar, it kind of you know uh, they just don't want to maybe end on bad terms with certain guys and I understand that part where when you see someone like Dean Ambrose would be like never expect him to leave but if we at least if we end things on a good note he might look back in a couple of years time and say I would like to go back mm-hmm. so I get that point and the whole thing with the video and I know a lot of people are saying like that video looked too crisp to almost like a WWE kind of production etc you know we'll fight see in about four weeks time we'll find out um, we'll find out the raw after double or nothing yeah or no we'll find out on double or nothing itself uh-huh. I think um, I know people like oh look at that Cody like the video and all that oh Cody likes everything it's a fuck what people do on social media social media isn't a true representation of anyone really Cody um, whenever someone shows um, unease towards WWE Cody's the first one to like it he's basically just he's got he's got his Twitter minions that do it for him with his, his oh and, and I think it's about time Cody and etc just finally admitted well like, do you know what this isn't about creating something different this is just us just trying to go and destroy the WWE it's like just own that shit this is who you are you wouldn't have made so many references about them in the past you wouldn't have said so much shit about them mm-hmm. like come on don't be a bitch and fucking own that uh, but sour, overall, sour sorry, great. Sorry, just to summarise, like overall, I, 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 <clears throat> if 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 somehow if he ended up in WWE's John Moxley, like what the f- like, I don't think anyone have predicted that. Like truthfully, been like, what the fuck just happened? Like I know we're all kind of saying it's a work, but it kind of gets to a point where everyone's like, oh, it might not be. But I think no matter what happens, I think everyone's going to be surprised. And I couldn't, to me. If he ends up in WWE or AEW, I'm, I just want to see him wrestle again. I, I'm looking forward to it. Um, if he's just going to go out and do death matches, that's not really my thing either. Um, when watching death matches in certain spots, and it's always like, oh, like I don't want to see that. Um, but yeah, hey, I'm looking forward to seeing where he ends up. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand why people don't like death matches, but. You've got these matches where people are going to be open wounds, but then you've got the matches where there's concussions that could arise from the next punch or one flip too many and you're paralysed for life, so they're equally dangerous in oh, my book. No, but, but I think the difference between it would be that the one punch or just landing badly, like that can happen in any kind of match. It could happen but when you step out the door. 
Exactly, when you're openly trying to, like, tear each other's skin apart and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I, 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 I get I'm not hating on it. It's just, it, for me, it's just, it's too stomach-churning at times. It's like, oh, that looks good enough. too real for me, even though it is. Um, yeah, I, it's just, I don't get enjoyment out of watching it because I'm too busy. Like, oh, my God, that looks horrible. Aye. The, well, thanks for those the, that question, gentlemen. Because I was starting to think we've asked these questions and nobody's talked about the John Roxley promo video yet. So thanks for bringing it up. It was a fucking unbelievable video, though. Yeah, it was really cool. And I know we're touching on it again, but just he was being chased by the big dog. <laughs> I know. Just things like that, you know. It's just like I don't know. Uh, it, it, it was it was good. Absolutely, no words were said or anything, and he's got everyone talking. Mock's life. Mm. Next question is from our friend and life in general, um, BazD86. Barry, who used to be on the podcast. Barry, who I just played football with two days ago. Yes. Uh, is the Money in the Bank pay per view the right time for AJ and Seth to have their first ever WWE one on one match? It would have been more fitting. Would it, he says it would have been more fitting of a SummerSlam, but has fear of injury played a major role in them going with it so early after the shakeup? What do you think too early I'm or not just sure right? about fear of injury? But to answer his question, <clears throat> yes and no. Right. Um, it is like a marquee match. It's not even just a SummerSlam match. It's like a marquee WrestleMania main event match. I but think. But you had to get you could I don't think you could start Seth Rain off as taking on someone on a mid card or someone who doesn't who doesn't look like a genuine serious threat. Mm-hmm. And with this one, straight out the gate we're like, here we go, we got Seth AJ, first offence, okay, things are things are picking up right straight out of the gate. Um and, and, and it could go it could last over into the next pay per view as well. Um yeah, I'm not entirely sure how I feel about it. Uh, I thought this would be heading into maybe maybe a SummerSlam type match, but they could have the money in the back. I don't know. Uh, maybe they could go Drew Seth at SummerSlam, which again is another big time match. So I'm I'm just happy that Seth's first, first defense is a legitimate defense yep. against a, a, a proper legit opponent. I do think, I think that's probably the best way I could answer that. I think the injury might play a part in it because AJ picks up some knocks now and again. He shrugs them off within a week or two, but that's still quite a few knocks. With regards to if it's the right time, taking injury out of the equation, I actually like that they're doing it now. Um, AJ has had programmes with the two other members of the Shield right after one of the big fours. So you had Dean Ambrose shortly after SummerSlam. Uh, and that went on for a few months Like you, you would consider the time after the two, big two, or well I don't know if SummerSlam is counts as two above the Royal Rumble, but you've got WrestleMania and SummerSlam, they're the lull periods to have a programme like AJ and Dean which was excellent for the most part had a good, really good few matches, it's culminated in the excellent TLC match and then look at what happened right after WrestleMania which is still a lull period Sort of leading into the springtime, you had AJ versus Roman Reigns, which was an excellent program. Arguably AJ's best work. Mm-hmm. Maybe outside of the Cena stuff, probably outside of the Cena and the Dean Ambrose stuff. But basically, his best work has come against members of the Shield, and he's facing another member of the Shield in the middle of a lull period. So, because of that, I think it's a formula that works, and I'm more than more than happy that they're doing it. It's one of those ones where you've got the shit going on with Saudi Arabia, um, heels that are going over that people still aren't happy about. This is maybe it has been a dream match for a couple of years at least. So give us it, give us something to cheer about in this this dark time. This is a light in our darkness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I'm looking forward to it. Oh, um, I'm definitely looking forward to it. I mean, it could probably conclude at in Saudi Arabia, um, and it certainly feels like they've made a bit of a conscious effort the last couple of years. Certainly, I think to continue the momentum after WrestleMania, 
because I say sometimes there is that kind of lull period during the summer months, spring to summer. And like you say, we we had Roman and AJ with the couple with the Seth return, couple with the Shield, triple threat, couple with Ambrose cashing in, etc. That was a few years back. Then we had Lesnar and Samoa Joe. Um, you know, so and I can't, can't think off the top of my head what they went with last year again. Is it not Roman and Joe? At yeah, and then they went Roman and Lashley as well. And I know, what, like I say, the Roman and Joe like people were quote unquote leaving, and, and it wasn't a great match, etc. But it was still a big time feud, if you know what I mean. So they still been like right, some old Joe, Roman Reigns, Roman Reigns and Bobby Lashley. It was like a couple of big feuds that they were trying to lead up through the summer months, and yeah, it will continue. Um, so yeah, like I say, for me, bottom line, it's it's yes and no. It's, it's great that we're going to see it I just think now at SummerSlam we might see Drew and Seth then <coughs> well it's a yes from me I, I do get that it might be too soon but I think they sometimes need to do things a bit too soon to keep people engaged right last question it's from another friend of the show we've got lots of friends of the show haven't we yeah we do and it's from no idea why people like us to be honest I know we're not that nice, really. <laughs> right, this is from Cathy67. Please head over to the Lords of Pain forums page, columns forum. Cathy's put up some lovely words about Tony Nice, the current cruiserweight champion of the whole entire world. Um, and, and, and give her a follow as well. Yes. she She's awesome. And if you tell her that we told you to follow her, um, you will not get a t-shirt as a thanks just letting you know you can get those t-shirts at prowrestlingtees.net and they're in the social suplex page you've got our sale, our own logo the Keeping It Strong style logo the One Nation Radio logo and the social suplex logo so there's another plug that I don't need to worry about later on in the show I'm getting really good at this two and a bit years later um, Cathy67's question there, is so, there are so many hours of WWE every week if you could only keep four just four what would you keep so I'm not sure if she's put in this in parentheses four hours I think she put yeah four hours but I'm not sure she said split raw and smackdown per hour the other three are already only one hour so the other three she must mean NXT 205 and UK I'm not sure if that's just a suggestion or that's the parameters she's given so let's just say it's the parameters straight off the bat 205 Live should be binned. <laughs> yes, that's what I was going to say. I mean, I love it, right? But it's it's just, it's going nowhere. I don't think it's going anywhere. Just bin it, disband everyone and put them in, put some of the ones who are clearly a cut above the rest. For instance, the Drew Gulaks of the world put them on Raw or Smackdown everyone else can go to NXT or NXT UK so that's that sorted with the hour that's left for the network exclusive shows combine NXT oh that's a tough one actually I get see the answer it's basically the same across the board trim the fat for NXT UK NXT Smackdown and Raw get rid of what 25% of your roster see the ones that want to go grant them their leave request see the ones that you know you're never going to use really get rid of them or make them trainers or ambassadors I have a roster here names off the top of my head who I would get rid of in an instant the colons uh, Apollo Cruz, Big Show. He's still apparently active. I, I don't really think that's true. Um, the current tag team champions on Monday Night Raw. Harper. He wants to go. Let him go. The Hardys. These. I'm not going to do a, a specific maths equation for this, but these are just some of the names. Uh, who the. Who's who's one of your more 
like shock choices that you would let go? That I would let go? Okay. Yeah, on I'll, that list. I'll give you a shock choice from each roster, okay? Yeah. Uh, let me quickly look at Monday Night Raw. I mean, Rhino and Heath Slater are still employed. Heath's got kids to feed, though. I don't give a shit about his kids. Neither do I. Uh, Authors of Pain, Get Rid of Rain, Bobby Lashley. Who's the shock one that I would get rid of? I can't really think of any... Shockeroonies, to be honest with you, Ricky. Um, it's more a case of getting rid of the ones that either don't want to be there or there is clearly not any plans for them to be used in the future. Alright, so. What's your answer? Trim the so fat, Cathy, just trim an- the fat. What was your answer? My answer was disband 205 Live and take 25% off of each roster and get, get rid of them. Right, but. You're keeping four hours a week. Uh huh. So what's your four hours? One one hour for each brand. Two hours for Raw, one for SmackDown, and one for the network stuff. Just call it. Um. Wrestleflex. <laughs> so you would. <coughs> so how would you do NXT and NXT UK then? Every second week? Aesthetically, that's not very good, is it? No. Cathy, your question is unfair. It's difficult. It's not unfair, it's fucking difficult. Because you know I do enjoy my NXT UK. So do we. We both do. It's just difficult. Let's call it NXT Transatlantic. Um, Let's just call it NXT UK. That's what it's called. I mean, combine them. Nah. Right, so the reality is, right, what you would do is, I, I agree, scrap 205 and you could put some of those guys on NXT and NXT UK. Um, s- s- cancel the three hours of Raw. Cancel the two hours of SmackDown. Cancel the one hour of NXT at full sale. Grant NXT UK four hours. And Joe Coffee cuts a promo for four straight hours each week. <laughs> why always why always sing Celtic songs? In the name of the coffees and of the wolf and of the gallus bastards, I mean. Hmm. How would we split it? It's too. That's a. That's the. I feel like I need five hours because I would do two hours for Raw, and then one for the other three. See what I would get. I would. Get rid of all the replays. And I know, but like you can, she also says you can cut length or regroup shows or drop shows entirely. Right, two or five gone. Length with that, the problem is we've got the four hours, and it only works. It works out to an hour for each show. Is right, forty-five minutes. Because you cut out the fucking the adverts and stuff like that. Um. So now you've got another half an hour. You could put raw down as ninety minutes. Okay. What about just get rid of, getting rid of the brand split? That's the other option as well. I think one and a half hours for those. One and a half for raw. One and a half for SmackDown. You get rid of the brand split. A wrestler can have one match, and they don't. I mean, they can do selfie promos. You don't need to see them again for another two weeks or so. We've said that I I say all the time, and sometimes less is more. You know, and like it says, I don't. When I watch NXT or NXT UK, I never ever have the feeling that you know. I feel I've not saw this person in weeks and weeks. I see them every second week or so, sometimes every week. So. You know, I don't need to see someone every single week, 90% of the show. Yeah. Less is more sometimes. Less is more. Get rid that's, of it. That's what I would do. I would end the brand, brand split, and you could go 90 minutes for each show, or 
or you would just have of the, yeah have have two hours for the raw slash smackdown or whatever I mean really one for NXT and one for NXT UK really this question deserves a three part series podcast really doesn't it I'll put that up on Rich's Patreon as well. <laughs> well, I mean, you, it would. I know. I feel like Rich and James done something similar where they kind of had the rosters and they cut up, they cut them down. Mm-hmm. I think they done that. Certainly, cut them once ago. I think it was. So they wanted to steal their idea, but yeah, I mean, how do you go about fixing the shows? And then you've got that the, could be something further down the line we could talk about. Yes, if we're struggling for an idea one week. But yeah, that's what I do. End of brand split. Have one show a week, two hours, one, and then one for NXT and one for NXT UK. And if you really wanted to be greedy, you could cut NXT and NXT UK down by say ten minutes or so, and you could run just about two and a half hours for that yeah. Raw slash SmackDown show. Aye. Good question. A hard question, but a good one. Very difficult. Very difficult. So that concludes the the questions for this week. If anyone has submitted any more, I do apologise. Um, my laptop. Think has. My laptop is minutes from death, so we're going to hammer on with the quiz. All right. Yep. Oh yeah, it's quiz time. With Ricky and Clive and friends on Ricky, no, Clive's shitty fucking laptop. A fucking WWE quiz, dun dun dun. You know, one week I, I, I look forward to you singing that intro in your normal voice and not having an accent. Do you want me to sing it? No, what? like just you have an accent when you sing when you when you sing it or say it. It's fucking quiz time. No, it's fine, we can just move on. Right, so, this is... The theme is unpopular heels throughout WWE, okay? So, this is a clue. Next week, should Ricky not arrive in time for due to Ramadan, even if he is available, we're going to talk about WWE's modern-day heels and how, basically, we're all basically being worked ourselves included with these um, current heels the likes of Lacey Evans Baron Corbin and the like so you can look forward to that it might be a solo show it might not I yeah, had... I'll decide on the Wednesday night yep. um, fasting lasts for about 18 hours during the day so that means no food no drink no nothing no vaping no chewing gum absolutely nothing is allowed from basically Sun from sunrise to sunset, and sun doesn't set over here until quarter past nine at night. Brutal, fantastic. Look forward to it. Uh, I like my friend. Indeed, I mean I'll be doing it every single day. I always do. You do, it's yeah. It's going to be difficult. You're nothing if not consistent. Yep, it's just going to be difficult. Number one, who else? was an X-Pac's dreadful 2001 trio outfit, the X-Factor. So you had X-Pac and two other guys in his stable, and they were just all sorts of nasty. Can you remember them? You want both? Yes. Albert or A-Train. Mm-hmm. Incredible. Well done. Just incredible. Uh, number two, Vladimir Kozlov heavily pushed in 2008 but was then considered a failure won zero championships for WWE true or false? false correct any guesses at all what he won? tag championship with Santino Morella in a comedy act you're fucking joking me you're googling this aren't you? No, you not remember that tag team? nope Number th- stupid comedy actor had. <laughs> I think I'm pretty certain this was after his whole Vladimir Kozlov killing everyone and just food with Triple H, etc. Mm-hmm. Number three. What was the name of the pay per view where Jinder Mahal became WWE champion? The 50th ever. 
It was in Chicago as well. It was. I just want to say vengeance. <laughs> um, it wasn't money in the bank. Um, what was what's what? What was coming up after money in the bank this year? How about? I give you a clue. Okay. Stomping grounds. Backlash. Correct. Number four. Do you like? Do you like that name for the pay-per-view? Eh, uh, no. I don't mind it that much. Uh, uh, maybe stomping ground would have been better. Uh huh. Yeah, I, I know, but that's too close to battleground. So, mm. I mean, they could have they could have brought back what? Great balls of fire. Great Balls of Fire. Vengeance, no mercy. Vengeance, no mercy. In your house. I mean, they probably changed it because they didn't want to have uh, an apt name of a pay-per-view after Saudi Arabia, but most of the names that they've got, I mean, it's like Armageddon and stuff like that, so there's always something that they have. I know, I know. Number four. And, and like I say, just the Saudi Arabia thing's always going to bring controversy, etc., so... It is. Uh, number four. Name one of the two NFL teams that Baron Corbin played for. Two of them, you want both? Either one. Alright, well, the Cardinals. Yep. Bonus point if you get the other one. Colts. Well done. Number five, what was the stipulation of the match between Big Cass, or should I say Kaz XL, and Big Show, or should I say Paul White, at SummerSlam 2017? What was the, st- what was the stipulation gimmick? I'm going to guess something like Last Man Standing or something. Is that oh. your final answer? Yeah. Incorrect. What was it? Shark Tank. Shark Cage. Oh, for fuck's sake. Charlotte's first main roster heel turn. Number six. Charlotte's first main roster heel turn came at the expense of whom? Jesus. You want a clue? Um, yeah. It started coming to fruition towards the tail end of 2015. I don't know shoots with Sasha. Bailey wasn't there yet. It probably isn't one of his Sasha. Sounds like my Skype's about to blow up. I don't know. It was the scumbag herself. Oh, was it? Yep. Becky Lynch number 7 when Dean Ambrose defeated Seth Rollins at TLC 2018 he became the Intercontinental Champion for the how manyth time why does my Skype sound like it's an old Amstrad that's booting up this is terrifying times. Was that his last time he won the Intercontinental title? Mm-hmm. So it's third down. Correct. Number eight. How many NXT? How many NXT takeovers? Not the not the sort of dark match that the tape after, or like that's on the TV the next week. How many takeovers did Lars Sullivan wrestle on? Four. Incorrect. Three. Uh, Cassius Ono, Ladder Match, and Alistair Black. Mm. 
Same question for Lacey Evans, number nine. None. Correct. Number ten. <laughs> number ten. In the 2016 Women's Survivor Series match, Becky Lynch eliminated which wrestler who had, until then, been on an undefeated streak since her main roster call-up? Do you want me to repeat that question? 2016, who did Becky Lynch pin and end her undefeated streak? I need to remember the teams though. So it was, she was on SmackDown. So his raw team was who? Bailey, Sasha, Charlotte, Nia Jax. Who was it? Was that the year where Alicia Fox was the captain? I think so. I can't remember off the top of my head. So, Nia Jax? Correct, well done. You got 9 out of 10. Very, very good. No, I got 8. That's true. I but got the last Sullivan one wrong and the Backlash one wrong. No, I think the Backlash got something else wrong. You got a few wrong then. But you got <laughs> bonus points for getting the two Baron Corbin NFL teams. Thanks. I know my NFL. You do. So... Let's wrap things up quickly. My computer is making strange noises. It's been a terrible night. Uh, Ricky, anything you want to say before we go? Um, well, if, I say, if I'm not back next week, then I'm not going to be back for four weeks. So this will be the last time you hear me, potentially, for four weeks. Hopefully you can all laugh without me. <laughs> oh, look at the face that he's pulling right now. There's such a, a sorrowful face. Uh we are at Ricky and Clive on Twitter. We are the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show. Uh, we are on the Social Suplex Podcast Network, where you can get other podcasts such as One Nation Radio, Keeping It Strong Style, Grown Men Watch This Shit, NXT Then Now and Forever, and All Things Elite. Um, please go to the app of your choice and give us a nice five star rating. You can find us at the Wrestling Squares Circle Facebook group where we all are I have done the pro. I have done the plugs for the other things so just a reminder socialsuplex.com powerslam.tv for all your independent wrestling needs over 4,000 hours and all that stuff and I believe that's it I haven't got much of a joke for you this week I've just got a punchline and even, even then the punchline's not really worked out so it's something along the lines of hey diddle diddle my name's Rat, Matt Riddle Damien Sandow jumped over Ember Moon alright right what uh, oh. speak to you next week ladies and gentlemen hopefully take care folks take care night 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 night